Friends, I have been waiting all season to drop these episodes. As we are winding down this most unforgettable year, I want to leave you with a three-part series called Inside Out, Doing the Hard Work. But before we hop into this episode today, I just wanted to let you all know that I will be taking a little break after season one's last episode releases on the 15th of this month. I don't know about you, but everything in me is screaming for time to unplug, rest, and really be present with my family and friends. So if you haven't planned this either, I highly encourage you to plan some time to unplug. If you have not already, come and join my Facebook group. We are stronger together. We are a couple hundred women in there, really connecting, celebrating, collaborating, encouraging one another. I have some really great stuff planned for this new year coming. The link is going to be in my show notes. I'd love to connect with you there and get to know you more. Lastly, season two will debut January 5th. So mark your calendars for January 5th, season two. Also, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other episodes. So many good nuggets of wisdom, wonderful guests, great interviews, and just some things to help you reflect as you are on this holiday break or season. So please subscribe. When you subscribe, you'll get notified when the episode drops now. I hope you have your favorite drink in hand, your coffee, your tea, your pen, and your paper, because we're about to dig into part one of this series, the one thing that has the power to make or break you. Let's go. Do you feel the tug or pull in your heart calling you to more? Do you feel like it is too late or that you're too broken to pursue the dream in your heart? Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Latasha, and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Pull up a seat and join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, and actionable takeaways. We are diving into any and everything that has been holding you back from becoming who you were meant to be in every area of your life. Before we take time to create our goals and resolutions for the upcoming year, I know we all have our new planners, our new journals. I'm a planner gal. I love to plan. I love journals, especially really pretty ones. I want us to sit together and take some time to deal with the one thing that has the power to make or break us. And that, my friend, is the condition of our hearts. It is possible to appear successful on the outside to others and be a bubbling, bubbling, raging hot mess on the inside. Society has taught us that it is okay to keep pursuing, keep hustling, keep climbing, And that all of that will cure us of what ails us on the inside. You see, at one time I had bought into this lie. I became the master of making sure my outside appeared a certain way so that no one would know what was really going on in the inside of me. I had fooled myself into believing that my success, my career, you know, having the home, having the cars, whatever you define as success, husband, living status, money, all of those things were evidence that I didn't have any issues. But really, it wasn't until I almost lost what mattered most. And I could really cry thinking about this. When I almost lost my marriage, when I looked at my kids and I didn't have a close relationship with them, that I stopped and pivoted and started intentionally doing what I call the hard work of heart work. Friends, it was painful. I mean, dreadfully painful. It was humiliating. How could I spend all that time working so hard, 
all to find out that I had issues still, right? And looking back now, I realize that God nudges us along the way to try to convince us to change. He nudges us to let us know that, hey, what's inside your heart? It matters most, more than what's going on the in, on the outside, more than what people say. It's our hearts. He'll show us little glimpses of ourselves. He'll allow us to go through little mini trials or revealing moments, all with the purpose of showing us the condition of our heart. He loves us so much, so, so, so much that he does not want us to be so successful, climb the ladder so high, attain all of our goals and dreams, check off all of the boxes, all to lose it all one day due to a hardened, messy heart. So today I want to jump into four reasons why it is so crucial for us to stop spending so much time on what others can see and spend more time concerned about what God can see on the inside of us. Are you ready? You got your pen and paper? Here's point one. Our heart is the epicenter of who we are. I see our heart like a trunk or a container. From childhood to present day, we add pieces to our trunk through life experiences. Our issues or pieces in our trunk, they shape who we are, what we feel like we can become, and how we perceive people and the world around us. Proverbs 27 and 19 in the New Living Translation says, As a face reflects water, so the heart reflects the real person. Not who we pretend to be, not what society says we are, not what our past says we are. What is in our heart reflects the real person. So the question is, who are you? Who am I? Who are you according to your heart? And I want you to think about that for a moment. I want to let that sink in. Who are you according to your heart? Not according to your accolades, not according to your education, your master's, your PhD, all of those things which are good in its place. What people have said about you, your financial status, but who are you according to your heart? Point two, we will never reach our full potential until we do the heart work. See, my decision to surrender that day many years ago as I was lying face down in the dirt in my Sunday's best was just the beginning. And if you're wondering, what is she talking about? I encourage you to go back to episode one where I talk about my story a little more in there. See, that decision did not automatically fix all that had been lurking in my heart for years. And that was my decision to surrender. So yes, I found myself in a mess and I finally opened my heart and my hands to God. And I said, Lord, I surrender. I want you to come into my heart and do what you want to do in my heart. But even in that time of me confessing that, that didn't just automatically, friends, change my heart, wipe away all of my issues. See, There was still a process that God had to allow me to go through in order for me to truly be free and live the abundant life he had for me. He has for us. So I'm reminded of the children of Israel when God sent Moses to free them from the tyranny and slavery they had endured for years. 
coming out of Egypt was one thing. And yes, I can see Miriam now celebrating with her tambourine. But that was just the beginning. Yes, they were physically free, but being free in their minds and then learning to live free were totally different things. This is where many of us get stuck. We are frustrated with a process or we fear the process, so we avoid it altogether. And what process is that? Moving from free-ish to really being free. Meanwhile, our hearts are secretly brewing and bubbling as we are continuing to add to them. I can see it like a volcano, just things bubbling up on the inside of us. It hasn't gone away because we haven't dealt with it and we just have it covered up, but it's continually bubbling, falling into the belief or lie that we are okay, but friends, we're really not. Point three, you cannot build from what you did, but who you are. I love that quote from T.D. Jakes. See, some of us are gearing up for a new year in hopes that we will change just because a calendar date did. And that is just not reality. Whatever you bring from 2020, from 2019, from 2015, from 2009, from 1985, will still be with you in 2021 if you have not dealt with it. If you are looking to crush your goals, then you first need to deal with yourself. You ever wondered why you've made all these goals? You've had all these you know, things that you've journaled and said that you want to do all to try to do them and then you fall back? You know that weight loss plan that you're dying to dive into and you start all to kind of stay on it for a couple of weeks. You feel defeated and then you go backwards or maybe you even lose the weight. But then you find yourself gaining it all back. And now you're frustrated and you're beating yourself up and wondering why. Well, maybe, just maybe, friends. Like for me, I can relate. It's our heart issue. Maybe it's not really about the weight or the donut or the cookies or eating too much or any of that. Maybe it's really about the heart issue that fuels the weight issue. And we'll talk more about that in another episode in season two. But if our heart is sick naturally, it impacts our entire body. See, I thought I could build this crate life without having to worry about the foundation. The foundation being who I really am on the inside, my heart, not what everyone else saw on the outside, not my achievements and all the accolades I had collected over the years, not all the pats on the backs and the added girls and you're so great and you're so wonderful. See, our society has tricked us to believe that what others see on the outside weighs substantially more than what is going on within us. Buy more things. They'll make you happier, right? All the commercials. Work endless hours, sis. It will make you a better leader. Stay busy, mom. Keep doing. Keep volunteering. It will make you appear more important. But our heart issues still remain. They are still there. We are living a free-ish life on the outside, but our minds and hearts, can I say it? They're bound, they're chained, they're enslaved. Have you ever wondered how someone could be so successful, but still feel useless or worthless? And some even have hidden drug addictions and wrestle constantly with suicidal thoughts. And sadly, so sadly, 
Some succumb to those feelings. We have mastered ways to temporarily numb or suppress what is really going on on the inside of us. But what is in us will eventually come out of us. And the way, if you're like me, the way my life has worked, my issues have always come out, not at the most convenient times. They have always come out at the worst times and sometimes publicly. And they have left behind shame and humiliation. My last point, how we operate in every role in our life depends on what is going on on the inside of us, our heart condition. See, we parent from within. We lead from within. We wife or spouse, so to speak, from within. We friend from within. How we operate in these roles depends on what is going on on the inside of us. I hear so many people say, and I have also said so many times, I want to be a better parent. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a dynamic leader who leads my people well. Well, friends, we can read tons of books on these areas. We can attend a thousand seminars, download a hundred webinars. We can do all of those things, listen to podcasts, etc. But if we are just merely focusing on how to act like a parent, act like a wife, act like a dynamic leader, our results will be temporal and superficial. Genuinely being the leader, the mom, the wife requires a look from within, a deep introspection. See, our main priority is to start with us and uncover anything that may be preventing us from becoming or being who God has called us to be. It is time for us to do the hard work of heart work. And there is a level of authenticity required to be successful and impactful in any role in our life. So many of us, many, many of us are tired and not physically tired from doing physical things, but we're, but we're tired in our bones, deep down on the inside, in the crevices of our bones, we're weary. And friends, is it possible that the exhaustion comes from living inauthentically? From working so hard to cover up and wear that facade day in and day out. We are putting so much work into appearing a certain way so we are accepted, so others will think highly of us. But deep down inside, we are far from genuine. Maybe we are living a life daily with a dysfunctional heart that is packed and super packed with issues. So packed that now it is physically draining us and mentally impacting us. Here's your challenge for this week and what I want you to do. You have some homework. During your quiet time this week, and I hope you're still keeping up with that quiet time. If you haven't, I want you to reestablish or establish quiet time. What is quiet time? That's time for you, whether it's early in the morning. For me, it's at the wee early hours of the morning before the birds and worms are up. That's me. I'm a morning person. For some of you, it might be in the late hours of the night. Or the middle of the day during your lunch hour, in your car, at work, whatever it is. I want you to establish some quiet time. It's crucial to your heart work. Here's three things I want you to do during that time. 
One, I want you to read Psalms, the 139th chapter, verses 23 and 24 in the Passion Translation. If you can't get that translation and read it in whatever translation you have, and I'll also put this scripture in the show notes if you're not able to take notes while you're listening. Two, I want you to pray after you read this scripture, and I want you to directly invite God into your situation. I want you to invite him into examining your heart. Ask him to show you what you have covered up. Lord, what have I hidden even from myself? What have I covered up? What skeletons do I have in my closet? What dirt have I swept under the rug over the years? Show me what's been lurking in there. And then three, I want you to journal. God will show us our heart through different situations and other people. So friends, what's been getting under your skin lately? Then dig a little. Why is it getting under your skin? What is at the root? Here's an example. You know, maybe your husband doesn't put the toilet seat down and you are just enraged by that. Well, why does that bother you so much? Maybe, like it bothered me, it poked at my need to control. And then ask yourself, where does that need to control come from? Maybe I'm afraid that I will be taken advantage of because I was in a past relationship. You see the process? You're asking why and why and why and why. Some people call that the root cause analysis, getting to the root. You're asking why until you get to the rock bottom answer. And friends, will it be painful? Yes. Will it be humbling? Yes. But these are things you can do in your private time. And when you ask God, he will show you and he will show you through situations. And then I want you to reflect and I want you to journal those and write that down. Why did it bother you that that person cut you off on the road? Why did it bother you that that lady ran into you with her cart in the grocery store? Why did it bother you that when you sent the text message out, your friend didn't answer you in 2.5 seconds? Why did it bother you that someone else got the promotion and you didn't? What is at the root of that? What is lurking in your heart? And I want you to journal that. Through this season of processing, you're going to feel a little lonely. I want to assure you that you're not alone. I'm right here praying with you and for you. And I'm cheering you on as you courageously take on this hard work. This is the best investment you can make in yourself. Not the makeup, not the clothes, not the Botox, not all of those things, which none of those are bad. But this is the best investment you can make in yourself. Working on your heart, doing the hard work of heart work. And I want you to join me again next week as we dive into part two of this series, where I'm going to discuss the manifestations of our heart issues, the telltale signs that your trunk is overflowing. Out of the thousands of podcasts out there, you deciding to spend time with me means so much. And I truly appreciate you. See you next week.